Thank God, right? Amen. Come on, Kelvin. You know you say that a lot, right? Right? Amen. I mean, you should, okay? If you didn't, I'd be like, bro, what's, what's going on, right? Even when you're riding Uber, right? And that dude's drunk, passed out in the back, and he's trying to talk to you about his life, but he's not listening to anything you say. Yeah, you still thank God, right? Right after he gets out the car, mm, thank God. Thank God, right? Well, anyway, listen, guys, we have uh, this message to me is going to be important. Why? Because in the month of November, we talk about Thanksgiving. I mentioned it uh, last week. And, of course, if you have a calendar and you're in CPS, you're looking at that Thanksgiving day where you got the day off. I know you don't got the 27th off. Because, man, your teachers want to go on strike for good reasons, right? Good reasons. But you don't have that 27th off. But you're looking at the 28th, looking at the 29th. You're thinking about what your mom's going to cook, what your grandma's going to cook, and you're thankful, right? But then all of a sudden, right, after that, you see it's snowing outside, and you stop thanking God. Because you got to walk in that snow. How many people take CTA, CTA transportation, right? How many of y'all don't need transportation? You got Uber, Uber everywhere. It was you, right? How many of you got a whip in here? How many of you got a whip? We got, we got Angel with the Cadillac, right? He doesn't have a Cadillac. He calls his bike the Cadillac, but you know what? You can dream. You can dream. Don't break his dream. He'll have a Cadillac. Serve God, all right? All right, so if you could put the slide up there, please. We give thanks always, always, at all times, and And Thanksgiving, you really think that's the only time you're going to give thanks is when you have a good meal in front of you, right? A lot of people, before they eat, they pray. How many of you pray before you eat? I know I do, right? And a lot of us, that's the only time we do pray. And if you do, man, stop. Pray some more. We'll learn about that today. But pray some more. But that's not not the only time you pray. Matter of fact, that's the only time you thank God when you have a nice bowl of pozole in front of you, right? Or a nice jar a jug of ice cream in front of you and you're just like man thank god i'd be i'd be thanking god for dessert i'd be like man dude my my wife may be making these tres leches man and if you had her th- i know sean's had her. where's sean sean was like what is that what is that what i don't want none of that and all of a sudden he saw kelvin and i were just devouring that stuff you got milk flying everywhere and then sean's like hey yo let me get some and then and then i'm like here you go sean and he's like mm, dang that's good let me get some more and it was too late it was too late it was too late. We ate all that. But I be, you got to thank God always. And, and usually that's hard for us to do because we have so many wants. We don't ever thank God. So we, we don't ever take the time to really thank God at this very moment, right, when something happens just for the good that's already happened. So like when we, you know, fail a test, you know, well, thank God you're even in school to fail a test. But, you know, when you crash your car, well, but, but thank God you even had a car to crash, amen, right? When you die, right? Well, thank God you know Jesus, right? Amen? And if you don't, I'm sorry. Can't thank God. But if, if you don't, get to know him today, right? You can thank God even in death. But here's the thing. There's a, uh, there's a thing I want to share with you guys is that we have to thank God always, not just in the bad, not just in the good, not just in holidays, not just during the CPS strike when we're playing video games all day, not just when we get some, an H&M card or we go shopping at Macy's. No, not, not just when we're hanging out with our friends. We can't be just thankful for those things. We have to be thankful always. We are to give God thanks 
in all circumstances. Everybody say circumstances. And why should we do that? It's simple. This is his will for us. You see, God desires us to be thankful people, okay? I work, at a, I work in a job where there are thankful kids. You know, they see the food that we give them. It's free, and they be slamming. I be slamming all the, the kids that don't want food. I'm like, hey, you going to throw that away? They're like, yeah. I'm like, no, nah, don't do that, bro. Pass it over here, all right? Dude, it's good. I mean, we just had a meatball sa- uh, sub, put the meatballs in the sub and everything. Then we had, some pe- uh, we had some peaches and pineapple. And then we have some, like, man, they had this pizza, like the CPS pizza, but it's, like, in a pie-type look. Man, I was slamming those, right? I'm thankful when they give the kids food because they don't eat it. So I'm like, hey, give me that. Run it over here. But, man, they be complaining. They, co- they literally complain the whole time. They're never giving thanks. And I'm wondering, why are you so privileged, right? And we live in a country that's kind of like that. We're not, we're not cool with the XR, because they don't got three cameras. So we got to beg our parents, mama, give me the 11. I need the 11. I think I deserve the 11, okay? I mean, I put the dirty clothes away. You didn't clean it, but I put the dirty clothes away. I, I deserve the 11, right? And, and what thanks is really coming out of a heart of is really understanding that you don't deserve something, but you still got it, so your heart gives thanks. So you cannot be a privileged person and really give thanks, it's like, you ever seen, uh, like, a rich person, like, in those, like, stereotypical rich person, the person opens the door for them at a limousine, they step out, and they're, like, all bougie, and they never thank the person that's opening the doors for them and stuff like that. It's like, it's because they deserve that in their mind. They're, you know, they're a celebrity. You know, that's Angelina Jolie. That's, that's, uh, that's Brad Pitt. That's uh, J-Lo. They don't, they don't need any, to say any thanks. I mean, they've earned this, right? But... As God's people, we understand we have not earned anything. You didn't earn the breath that gave you your lungs. You didn't earn the birth that your mom gave you. And she didn't earn the birth that her mom gave you. We already start this life with an understanding of, wow, thank you, God. That's how we have to live as Christians. But this doesn't just stay, like, this isn't just a once a day thing or only, you know, when you got happy times. No, this is an always type of thing, right? So if we can go to 1 Thessalonians 5.22, 1 Thessalonians 5.22, my Bible app is kind of tweaking right now, so uh, I got to fix that. Uh, actually, go to 1 Thessalonians 5.19. When you, if you got your Bible, you can say, Amen when you're there. But 1 Thessalonians 5.19 says this, Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. So everybody say rejoice. Everybody say pray. Everybody say give thanks. Everybody say always. Everybody say continually. Everybody say in all circumstances. Right? So this is for this is God's will for us. Everybody say us in Christ Jesus. You didn't need to say that, but thank you. Right? In Christ Jesus. So so understand this. We are to rejoice always. A lot of us don't understand that we don't actually need to be depressed, that we don't need to be sad, that we don't need to be troubled. We don't need to be that way. Matter of fact, we decide to be that way. We decide. There's a moment where trauma happens, and we give that trauma power. Now, of course, I believe that people can use therapy, right? But they need Jesus ultimately. I believe that people can 
have conversations to vent, right? But the Bible says not to actually give vent to your whole spirit, right? But to hold back restraint. Because anybody ever had a crazy friend that vents all the time and they begin loud cussing, talking about plotting how they're going to kill their ex-boyfriend or something like that? Yeah, there'd be crazy people like that. You know, you don't want to be that person, okay? You don't want to... Restrain yourself, okay? But yes, you can talk it out. But still, the Bible says we can have control of what these things, you know, these things called emotions. So we don't always have to be upset. We don't always have to be mad. We don't always have to be sad. But we can actually rejoice. Actually, Paul is saying God is commanding you to rejoice. So everybody say rejoice. God is commanding us to do that. So it's not an option, right? So there's a lot of Christians that walk around very sad, very mopey. And, you know, sometimes a lot of Christians can get that way, you know, like, but for stupid stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because to be honest, like, we're all going to die in 60, 70 years. Like, that little sad moment she had is meaningless. You know, God is going to give us an everlasting kingdom, amen? Like, but, you know, we get caught up in our feelings, right? Anybody ever been in their feelings before? I know I have. I've been in my feelings, right? I was in my feelings the other day, you know. Uh, Karina said something, and I was like, man, you know what? She's wrong for saying that. So I was like, in my feelings, I was like, man, Man, whatever, man. Don't awe me. I was, I was bad. God convicted me right after because I was like, man, you know what? She's, she's doing bogus, but you know God is there with me. And I started to realize that God is with me. Then God was like, yes, I am. Repent. Say sorry. And I was like, I'm sorry, babe. I, was, I, I shouldn't have been acting like that, right? So I had no excuse to be mopey. I had to rejoice. That doesn't mean you walk around with a fake smile all the time. The Bible says to mourn with those who mourn, rejoice with those who rejoice. But so there's that command to rejoice. You know, you have to rejoice, so you rejoice always, okay? Christians, if they have the Holy Spirit in them and they're listening to him, they're the most happy people on earth because you have the spirit of joy in you, amen? You have the spirit of living joy in you. The Bible says that there are streams of joy that run from here to the throne room of God, amen? Dude, the, God, the joy of God is in you. Come on, man. I bet God is happy, right? I mean, he knows the beginning and the end. He ain't tripping. He ain't worried, right? He knows that there are billions of people that are going to come into his kingdom. He knows the enemy, right? He's stronger than the enemy. God is happy, and we can experience the joy of God the victor, right? So rejoice always. Then pray continually. Let's get that verse up if you guys can find it. Rejoice always. Give thanks in all circumstances. Check the verse before it. So Pray continually. How do you pray continually? Pray always. You pray all throughout the day. You don't just pray before you go to bed. You don't just pray when you wake up, right? I mean, it's good to pray when you wake up, good to pray when you go to bed. But you pray continually. Why do we pray continually? What is prayer? Well, prayer is communication to God, right, guys? Communication with God, okay? But what does prayer do to the Christian? What does prayer do for the Christian? Well, prayer is how you stay alert. Everybody say, stay alert. Or stay woke. Now, no one says woke anymore. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go there. Everybody just say, stay awake. Stay awake. I'm not going to try to be cool, man. I'm not going to try because then I'm going to look foolish. Then Angel's going to roast me on Snapchat, right? But stay awake. Stay awake. Prayer helps you stay awake. Not, not like, man, I'm going to just pray because like, I'll be falling asleep behind the wheel sometimes, right? And I know TJ's been there with me. I'll be praying. I'll be like, Lord, keep me awake, right? But I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about spiritually because the Bible says that we are in a warfare. What Jackie was saying in transition, there can't be more, any more true. We have to be 
like Marines. We have to be like soldiers. We have to be awake. Imagine, right? Anybody ever seen any good war movies? Saving Private Ryan? Uh, Fury, right? Uh, what was that new one? Duncan? Durkin? I didn't see that one. It's not Duncan. Dunkirk. There you go. Dunkirk. Right? That was a good movie. War movies, right? You don't, if you see the guy that's literally sniping, right? Like, let's say Brandon, he's sniping. And then Joseph got his back, right? He's supposed to be washing his back. But then Joseph knocks out on him. Dude, and all of a sudden, you got the, you got the, 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 the enemy coming up, stab, shanking Joseph while he's sleeping, and then shanking Brandon while he's trying to snipe, right? It doesn't make sense in war. You'll get killed. So if you're sleeping as a Christian in this war, because our battle is not with flesh and blood, the Bible says, but it's with the spiritual principalities, the authorities, and the heavenly realms, you see, there are literally lies being given to you 24-7, temptation being thrown at you, being governed by the enemy. He's trying to get you to stumble and fall. So if you're like, you know, Joseph sleeping in war, you're going to end up dead. Not saying that Joseph was sleeping in war. Joseph, I know. If you're, you'd be on it, right? But you got to stay awake. Everybody say, stay awake. So you pray continually. That's com- continual communication with God. You're consistently talking to him back and forth. You know, you, you wake up, you're having a bad, you had a bad moment just happen to you. Instead of just reacting to your emotions, typically, now you react to the Holy Spirit biblically. Biblically, biblically, you react now and understand what God is saying because you're in constant communication with him, right? Then last, give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances, why should we do these three things? Why? Well, forgive thanks. Let's just go to Jesus, right? Jesus and Luke, uh, Luke 22, 19 to 21, he makes it real simple, right? I mean, Jesus, the Son of God, gave thanks to the Father, right? And he took bread, and he, he what? He gave what? What did he give, guys? I can't hear you. What did he give? What did he give? What did he give? Man, we should make a chant. We should, right? Gracias, right? Uh, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. This is communion, right? But I picked this topic to show you. Listen, this is literally before Jesus is going to die. This is his last meal with the homies. This is the last meal with the homies. This is the last meal with the squad before he is crucified. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, this is my cup, the new covenant, in my blood, which is poured out for you, but the hand of him is going to betray me, is with mine on the table. He was with his guy who was about to betray him, Judas. Still, he gave thanks for the cup and the bread. Knowing that he was going to get crucified, people were going to turn against him. Judas was going to betray him into the hands of the Jews, which were going to hand him to the Roman government. This is literally what Jesus is breaking bread, giving thanks to God for. It's crazy. Imagine you have a friend who you know is going to betray you, right? He's going to talk about you behind your back and take your money. And then you have friends that are going to get on his side. You know this is all happening. You read all the text messages. Then all of a sudden, you, tr- you give him a meal. And then you just give thanks for this gathering. I mean, just think about that. Everybody deserved it. He gave thanks despite his circumstance. 
So elevate. You must give thanks always. Everybody say always. In all circumstances. It doesn't matter where you're standing in life. I mean, you could lose everything that you have, and you still give thanks. You still give thanks. You're probably thinking, man, I think I'm pretty sure there's times where I shouldn't give thanks. Like, what if my mom, you know, has cancer, Joby? What if, what if my dad, right, leaves us? What if all of a sudden we're broke and I'm homeless? Do I still give thanks to God then? Well, yes, but you don't give thanks to God for being homeless. No, you don't. You don't say, God, thank you that all my money is gone and I'm broke and I'm on the street. Thank you, mom, that, uh, thank you, God, that my mom got cancer. You don't thank God for that. But you thank God for his provision, his peace, for the plan that he already has because of that. God is in control, and you give thanks for that at all times, in all circumstances. And this is actually his will for us, right? Everybody heard of the song, God's Plan is Super Old. I'm not going to sing it. Don't worry, because we got Kiki here. And she already knows. We already know she loves us. Amen? We don't need to ask Kiki, does she love us, right? Kiki loves us. I've been loving, I've been wanting to use that one. It's good. She hasn't been here in a while. But here's the thing, okay? She loves us. Kiki loves us. God has a plan, all right? But part of God's plan, a lot of us, we get confused. We're like, man, what's God's will for me in this situation? What's God, what does God want me to do in school? What does God want me to do in life? And we get this a big complex plan, like, like God is having you run hamster wheels everywhere, and he's having you figure it out. Like, you got to go Blue's Clues style on it, man. Like, what's God's will? And you're all confused. No, it's very simple what God's will is. It's very simple. I just read it to you. You, get, you rejoice always. You give thanks in all circumstances, and you pray continually. If you're in Christ Jesus, if you belong to Jesus, you don't want to look for God's will any longer. You found it. It's in the word of God. That's God's will for you. Be thankful. Stop being a, a, a Christian that's depressed and lost just because you don't know what college you want to go to. God will lead you through it. Don't worry. Don't worry. If you trust God, if you're in Christ Jesus, you just give thanks while we're all worried and depressed and having anxiety about our test scores, there's people in other countries that are dealing with lions chasing them, right? Dealing with bandits raiding their houses, dealing with bombs falling from the sky, dealing from people burning their churches down. Come on now, let's give thanks. Not that we're not them, but let's give thanks knowing that we can trust God just like they can trust God. So that's God's will for us. It's to give thanks, and sometimes we're so full of worry, we forget that God is in us, and we already have his will. Why would we worry? Why would we stress out? Why would we not be thankful if God, who created the universe, the heavens, the earth, who saved us, who raised people from the dead, right? He did all that stuff. He lives in you. Why not be thankful that he's decided to call Josie, right? He's decided you to call you, right? Yeah, the building of God. A building to God. Brian, that you are a place where God dwells. He lives. We are houses of God. Why should we not be thankful? We forget that. We have to remember that. We have to remember that the rivers, right, of living water, right, that make glad the city of God, the joy of God flows in us, right? We can rejoice that we have a line of communication, They can never be interrupted because the Bible says that no one can separate us from the hand of God. That means we're stuck to him. 
That means your friends can't take you. It means your family, no matter how many times they don't want you to go to church, they can't take you from the hand of God. He is protecting his. And we have a constant line of communication between us and the Father. We can pray continually. Then we have someone who took death and made it into life. That's a circumstance, death, that he brought to life. It doesn't matter what circumstance you are. You can thank God. You see, it doesn't matter where you're at in life. It doesn't matter if you're 13, 15, 16, 18, 19. It doesn't matter what your background is, whether you've been in a a household with both parents, no parents, one parent. It doesn't matter how many friends you have, five, four, three, two, one. It It doesn't matter. This is still God's will for you in his life. And we can go to that verse, 1 Thessalonians. This is still his will for us in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. All circumstances. Doesn't matter what you conjure up in your mind. Yes, this life is Really evil. There is evil in this world. Matter of fact, the Bible says that we get that the world gets more and more evil. That hearts grow more and more cold. That men they create new ways to do evil. But yet we can rejoice always. We can pray continually, and we can give thanks in all circumstances. All of them. If we can go to Ephesians five seventeen to twenty. Uh, if I can have Lawrence up in the altar workers. Therefore, do not be foolish. Everybody say foolish. foolish. Everybody say foolish. foolish. Everybody say don't be, don't be a fool. I heard someone say fool. We don't pronounce that. We don't pronounce it all the way. No, I'm just kidding. Don't be a fool, right? Don't be a fool. Don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. Don't be dumb. Don't be stupid, right? Why is Paul saying this in Ephesians? But he's saying, but understand what the Lord's will is. If this was not understandable, if this was something that was completely out of the norm, like, what do I do, God? What do I do in this situation? If God intended it for for it to be that way, then it would have been that way. Then Paul would have never said that. No, he would have never said understand it. But God's will is understandable. But who, who are the people that don't understand it? The foolish people. They don't understand it. Instead, they get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, we should be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing and making music from your hearts to the Lord. Always, everybody say always, giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the will of God, guys. You've been looking for it. You've been looking for what God wants you to do in your life, right? Well, stop getting drunk in wine, right? Stop getting drunk on the things of this world. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Give thanks always. Make songs to God. Sing to Him. Understand what His will is. It's not confusing. It really isn't. Stop being perverted. Just thank God. Love Him. Love Him. Stop being dishonest. Tell the truth. Love Him. Rejoice. You can live holy. You can be free from sin. You don't have to go back and forth in the world, like dip your toes in the world, then jump in, then come out, dry yourself out with God's grace, then jump back in the world. You don't have to do that no more. Be filled with the Spirit. 
Be filled with the Spirit. Guys, it's not confusing, man. I'm so tired of seeing youth get confused, not knowing how to live for God. It's the easiest thing in the world. God, now, if you're born again, He's put it already in your heart. You already know what to do. And if you're, and of course, there's times where we learn, but God is our teacher. The heck, this ain't no like CPS school that, that just dumps everything on you and says, man, you figure it out yourself, here's a packet. No, this ain't that. Dude, God will walk you hand in hand and He will teach you His will. But it's not mysterious. People always say God works in mysterious ways. When they say that, just tell them, no, he doesn't. His will is right here. It's in the word of God. His plans are obvious. They've been there since the beginning of time. But the thing is, we, have, we can't be foolish. So if everyone can stand up, please, for altar call. Listen, there are reasons to thank God in all circumstances. right? For one, worry does not do anything for you. There's a sense of urgency that you have. I'm not talking about urgency. I'm talking about worry. Where literally you're not doing anything now. You're just worried. And you're acting all stressed and you don't know what to do. That doesn't do anything for you. Don't don't worry. Don't worry. Instead, thank God. Next, there's no point to not be thankful. In your circumstances, guess what? You're not in control of your circumstances. You're not in control of your circumstances, guys. I'm looking at some of you today, and I don't know if I'll see you tomorrow or next week or the week after that. You could be dead. I'm just telling you the truth. I could be dead. It's just the truth. Death happens. It's, we're not in control of it. But guess what? God ultimately is in control. He works everything out for the good of those who love and are called according to his purpose. He knows the beginning and the end. Matter of fact, he is the beginning and the end. We can trust him and thank him. That he decides to live with us and in us. So God is in control. We're not. And next, we'll talk about this towards the end of the month, right? But there is a world coming soon, right? A kingdom that cannot be shaken. And if you're saved, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, guess what? You're a part of that kingdom. And in this kingdom, God is going to wipe away every tear. In this kingdom, it's just going to be us, right, and him. It's going to be what God designed it to be so you can thank him now that no matter what happens right here in these circumstances, you belong to him. Whether I live or whether I die, I belong to the Lord. It's something you can be thankful for, guys. No matter what. No matter what happens. Because I'm telling you, you're thankful for your family now, but your family's not always going to be around. You're thankful for your education now, but guess what? You're going to need more education. You're thankful now for the food you have on your plate. Guess what? You're going to need more food. You're thankful for the hair on your head, You're for the clothes that you have. You cannot keep anything for yourself. It's all going to be taken. Death will take everything. But the things I told you to be thankful for, God has made it so where it will never be taken. Never be taken. So the altar call is simple for those that they don't know the will of God. They don't know the will of God. They haven't been, they haven't been rejoicing always. You haven't been rejoicing always. If you haven't been praying continually, you haven't been getting thanks in all circumstances, and you don't know the will of God, I want to tell you right now, this altar call is for you. 
Because how quick the enemy wants to get some kind of uh, uh, Christian that is deceived into believing he's defeated. How quickly he wants to get a Christian that is ungrateful. That thinks God deserve, he deserves for God to give him more than he already has. How quick he wants to get him. So if you are under that impression and you don't know the will of God, this altar calls for you. But for those that do know the will of God, right? But they want to continue in the will of God. They've noticed in their life that they have had times where they have not been thankful. Maybe times during this week where you're like, man, I was not thankful. Maybe times during this month where you are like, man, I was depressed. Maybe times during this month where you didn't pray all week. And you're understanding now, man, like, dude, this isn't God's will. I don't want that. I don't want to be inconsistent. I want to say yes. I want to love him with my life. This altar calls for you. And if you need anything else, everyone is welcome. If you need, if someone is sick in your family, if you're sick, we're going to pray for healing. If there's something going on at your house, you want your family saved, we'll intercede for your family right now. But guys, don't leave this building with something pressing on your chest. Come to the altars. If everyone close their eyes and bow their heads, I want you guys to think about that right now, right? What are, er what, what are times that you did not rejoice in which you should? What are times where you don't pray where you know you should? And what are times where you know you're not giving thanks and you should? So begin to think about that right now, right? Are you living out God's will? Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are continuously, Lord, giving us your word. That your word has not been changed. That your word stands and remains forever. I thank you, Lord, that your word, God... It's greater than anything in this world because the one who does your will, that's written that word, will live forever. So I pray today, God, that Elevate would not be a, a, a group, a life group, a youth group of people that do not do your will. A youth group that refuses to do your will. I pray that today lives would be laid down, that people would see the significance of your will and the insignificance of their will. And God, they would choose to obey you, Lord. God, I rebuke today, Lord, this ungrateful attitude. I rebuke today, Lord, this depression. I rebuke today, Lord, this lack of discipline when it comes to prayer. I pray that everyone here would do those, th those three things in excellence. And that we would do it out of joy, Lord. Heavenly Father, have your way in this altar time, Lord. I pray right now that you would snatch people out from the fire. That you would grab your children by their hand, Lord, and you would lead them to, to your will, God. Guys, keep praying. If you already prayed the first prayer while Lawrence is worshiping, you can worship, or right now you can put this into practice. I want you guys to rejoice. During worship, I want everyone to rejoice. I want you to rejoice. Now, we're going to learn. We're going to put this into practice. We're going to rejoice. We're going to sing shouts of hallelujahs. We're going to sing shouts of praise. We're going to give thanks to God because God is good. Because God is great. Everybody rejoice now. Rejoice. Leaders, I want you to teach the youth. I want you to teach them how to rejoice. God is great. He's already made a way. He's already saved your soul. He's already fixed it. He's already made all things new. He's already at the end of times. Hallelujah.
Jesus. Jesus. You are good, Lord. guys begin to pray now as he sings begin to pray ask God ask God of anything ask the father of anything according to his will and it will be given to you what have you been wanting to ask God for you want to ask God for freedom God will set you free do not doubt have confidence in Christ ask him now what are you asking him God, I'm asking you, Lord, that you would give me wisdom at my school. Lord, I'm asking you that you'd give me patience with, with the people at my school that say things about me. I ask you, Lord, that you would give me the words to say to my atheist friend, my non-believer friend. God, I'm asking that, Lord, you would provide for my family. Ask him. He hears you. Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask you right now that you would make this youth group. Oh, Lord, you would make this youth group an army. Lord, that they would go forth, Lord, in their homes. God, not just for Metro, not just to bring people, not just inviting people to church, God. Lord, I pray wherever they go, I ask you, Lord, revival would go, God. Lord, I ask you right now that every person in this room, God, Lord, that where they go, revival goes, Lord. God, I ask you for the youngest in this room. God, I pray for them to go in their schools and be wiser than the teachers. Lord, I pray for wisdom. With this whole, all the older generations are saying this young generation is stupid. They're blind. They're naive. They're lazy. God, I ask you that they would be an example to the older generation right now, Lord. God, and I ask you, Lord, that you would give us wisdom. Lord, you would give us direction. Lord, and when we feel like we're doing our own thing, God, I pray that you would give us correction, Lord. That you would correct us, Lord, when we're wrong, when we're going the wrong, we're, we're doing our own will, not your will, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now we begin to thank you. 
And guys, I'm, I'm actually taking you, this is like literally how I pray. I rejoice. I, I, I don't care what happens. I lay it down at Jesus' feet. I don't care what's happened. I don't care what someone said to me. I don't care who betrayed me. I don't care what has happened. Listen, everybody's going through something. You think these leaders are going through something? You think I'm not going through something? We have all been in certain circumstances. But guess what? We still give thanks. We still do God's will. So guys, right now, begin to thank God. Begin to thank God. Begin to thank Him with all you have. If you can go back to Ephesians 5, that, that, the verse I gave you. We want to sing songs of thankfulness to God. We want to sing songs of thankfulness to God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for my salvation. Thank you, God, for this church, Lord, for the body of Christ. Thank you, Lord, that you have a plan for this world. I thank you for your light that shines in the darkness, Lord. God, I thank you for saving me, Lord. I thank you for saving my wife. I thank you for saving Oscar and TJ, Lord. I thank you for your will that is perfect. I thank you for your word that is true. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for my job, Lord. I thank you for the kids at my job, Lord, that they are able to get the gospel, that their lives are changed. I thank you for Metro Praise International for making it a place where disciples can meet and be made, Lord. Hallelujah. And I thank you for your gospel, God, which you entrusted each and every one of us, Lord. Your gospel. Oh, Lord, your good news. The word of God says that heavy is the heart of a man. Sometimes our hearts can be so heavy, guys. We can have so much on our hearts, so much on our minds, so much going on in our circumstances. But the Bible says that a good word lifts a man up. And guys, we have in our possession the best word that has ever been spoken. We have the best news that has ever been spoken. That if we believe in Jesus, those who have believed in Jesus, they have crossed over from death to life. Oh, hallelujah. I want you guys to think about family members that have died. And I know this is, I was like, what, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing right now? That's depressing. Listen, my mom died when I was 10 years old. And now I'm just picturing her being in death and passing on to life. Oh, God. Think about it. Think about it. That is what the gospel does. If you can't thank God for the gospel, you are too ungrateful. You need to repent. Oh, you need to repent. If you're ungrateful in this room, you need to repent right now. Repent. Do God's will. It's that simple. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, that we have your will. That it's not mysterious. It's not some kind of weird hippie stuff. It's not some kind of thing that's in the air like a cloud. Oh, Lord, your will is as, as drawn out as your word. And your spirit makes it clear to us. God, I pray that each and every one of us would do your will in Jesus' name. Amen.